We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest on the Kansas Jayhawks from KCSN, which features three shows each week in Border War, hosted by former Jayhawks guard Jeff Hawkins and Mizzou forward Jarrett Sutton. Ain't No Seats with Ryan Reinhardt, Anthony Bax, and Braden Turner, and Booth Review, covering Jayhawks football with Kent Swanson and weekly special guests. Make sure to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything. Stay up to date on all things KU with KCSN. And now, the latest on the Kansas Jayhawks. Another episode of Booth Review presented by Emprise Bank. When was the last time you went into a bank? Now more than ever, who you're doing business with is more important than where they're located. Emprise is a trusted company with mobile tools that take your banking beyond the borders of whatever city you live in. I'm going beyond the borders of Johnson County to hit up Brandon McAnderson, BMAC, back on Booth Review. Uh, BMAC, dude, thanks again for, for coming back on. I appreciate it. Of course, man. I'm always glad to be on here. Dude, I, it's, I, there's not very many people I'd rather talk KU football with, and I loved getting to talk to you last time, you know, Especially, look, look, I, you know, I, I got to watch your career back in the day a little bit. You got to play. I believe you played in two bowl games, right? Yes, you got into two bowl games. So, like, I just kind of curious, like, what was the bowl experience like for you? And, and when I say bowl experience, I mean regular season's over. You got a month buildup. What was that whole process like for you back in college? So let's start at the beginning. My freshman year, when I redshirted, we went to the Tangerine Bowl. Mm-hmm. So I didn't play in that bowl game, but I got to go. And um, it was similar to this. You know, it was a it was a celebratory moment. Our quarterback, Bill Whittemore, got hurt when we were five and two and we were hanging on by a thread. Mm-hmm. And he came back and we won and we got bowl eligible. Um, everybody had uh, pre-picked us to the tangerine bowl. If we won. So everybody was throwing tangerines on the field. <laughs> and I remember Rodney Fowler, a safety from California, was eating it through the pill. I mean, it was just bliss. <laughs> uh, so we ended up going to Orlando and. Um, it was just party central, man. We we were so happy to be there. We, you know, we had we didn't even care. They told us the police came and said, "Hey, you just go to the Disney specific places, the boardwalk. Uh, we have buses that'll take you there. Don't go to downtown Orlando." So of course, as college kids, we call a billion taxis to take us to downtown Orlando. Now you get out of you get out of these hotel things at like eight thirty. You know your your team meetings, your meal. You're done at like eight. 
And the first two days, the curfew's 2 a.m. Like, you know, like you were at home. We hit these taxis up. We get to downtown Orlando. It's probably 7.30 p.m. Every bar was free drinks till 10. <laughs> so, <laughs> needless to say, guys are getting hammered. Uh, a couple couple guys throwing up at practice the next day. And uh, all the while, we were about to play NC State, who had about nine NFL first-rounders on their team. You know, they had lost three overtime games. Um, they were a 6-6 six and six team that probably should have been an 8-4 and four or 9-3 and three team. And uh, they, they beat a decent, up. decent quarterback, too, I think, if decent I remember. quarterback, old Phil Rivers, was doing whatever he wanted. Eventual first-round pick, Mario Williams of the Texans. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Manny Lawson, the other defensive end, he was a first-round pick. Jericho Cotri. I mean, Jeez. they were completely <laughs> loaded. And uh, they unloaded on us, and we didn't have much of a chance. But uh, they ended up blowing us out. And I think that kind of set the tone for the next bowl game. You know, we got to go to Fort Worth and, uh, you know, obviously a lot less trip. It ain't Orlando. You know, we went out and had a good time or whatever. But the focus there was <clears throat> definitely on execution and winning. Wasn't good enough to just go to a bowl game. We had to get out there and get it done. Um, the bowl practices were really sharp. You know, young guys were getting opportunities. Guys like myself, um, I was in my second year of playing, so I got more opportunities to run the football. You know, different thing, doing blitz pickup, getting a chance to experiment with some of that third down back stuff that I ended up doing later in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a good opportunity for young players to kind of step in. Like, what's it going to look like next year? So it's almost like a little preview of. When these guys are out of the picture, who's going to be the guy to step up that you can rely on? So it's a good opportunity for, you know, for your peers to see what you got, for your returning players to see what you got. So that that was cool. And then we went out and beat them up pretty good in that game. Um, Orange Bowl, a whole different story. You know, we felt slighted. You know, people thought we didn't deserve to be in the game. We wanted to finish the season because it felt important to us um, because we heard all year Kansas didn't play anybody and, you know, who could they beat? And I remember – uh, Pat Ford said this game should be played on Comedy Central because it's a joke. And uh, all those things we we just pumped into our veins. We were really focused and we came out and beat a really good team with probably just as many pros as NC State had earlier in my career. Um, and boy, we had a really good time there. I'll have to tell you about that one off the air because uh, <laughs> uh, I think the the cool thing was the balance. Right. You go to you know, you go to the Tangerine Bowl, you get beat up. Maybe we went a little bit too hard. You know, you go to Fort Worth and you're bored and you just want to win. You go to Orlando, you go to Miami, Florida, and you know you got a party, but you got to be responsible. Yeah. You know, we, we found a good balance and uh, went out there and performed well. But that that was another example of what's coming behind us. You know, what kind of players are stepping in? What kind of young players can we rely on um, in the secondary or at the defensive line? And it's cool for us to see it. It's cool for them to have the responsibility, you know, because that's how it is. You when you're a two or a three in practice during the regular season, you're not getting significant reps running your stuff. You're not getting significant instruction running your stuff. And the responsibility is not on you. You know, you just got to show up, do your job, take your reps, get out. When you're the young guy and the, the ones and twos reps are split eight to two, and now you're the guy getting the eight, it's important because now, oh, I, there's nobody coming in for you if you don't pick this blitz up. We got to see what you can do. So it's a good evaluation period for the coaching staff. Uh, uh, a good way to prove yourself to the veterans and some of your returning peers. I always really enjoy bowl practices. Yeah. And I, that's what's I'm, I'm so fascinated to see, you know, we probably won't hear a ton leading up to the game and, and maybe at all during the game. We'll see, but you know, just you talked about it. Like there's opportunities for some young guys to get some looks and 
that can be like I think we talked. I think we talked after the Oklahoma State game. So mm-hmm. I, you know, we talked about the value of this opportunity. But these guys are just in the middle of that, right? Like you know, that first week, it sounds like veterans kind of got some time off. Let these guys heals up, heal up. It's been a long season, right? And so you're getting getting to evaluate some of these young kids and. Like I'm just like I I'm so excited. Like I, I know the, the bowl game will be cool, but I'm just so thrilled that this program, with everything that they've done in such a short amount of time, gets rewarded with an opportunity to 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 develop these kids, to, to develop this, you know, not just you know the, the the kids that are on their way out, but just you know, the the kids that are they're they're coming up behind them. And I just I think this is like a, a springboard opportunity for this program getting this extra month here to to get this work in. Yeah, and, and it's gonna be quality work. You know, it's not scout team work, it's good on good. You know, you're going against the other team's best. Maybe it's not all the starters, but the, the other team's best, the other side of the football's best. That's a good part. It's a good part to have full speed practices when you're hosting recruits. You know, December mm-hmm. is a big time to host recruits. It helps when you're practicing, <laughs> you know, when they can come yeah. out and watch you practice and then hang out with the players, you know, after practice. That's important. It's important to get to see those guys. Also, how is it how exciting is it to be on a team that plays about 25 guys on offense and defense yeah. every game? 25 yeah. different guys. You yeah. know, you're talking about wide receiver groups. This is a wide receiver core that they'll play a whole set of four receivers and none of them are the starters just because of a package that they worked in a package that the coaching staff thinks they earned. Um, you know, late in the season, you heard a lot about Kobe Bain, Kobe Bain's improving, Kobe Bain's improving. Guess what? Kobe Bain was getting significant reps. He was getting a whole series at right tackle. Mm-hmm. So this to me is more than just saying, Oh, well, these are opportunity for you to develop, to see what you got. Not just that, you're going to be playing on a team that is cons- has considered playing too deep at every position for a significant amount of reps. Mm-hmm. So it's it is there's an extra carrot in there to say, yeah, it's time to develop. But also, like, look at this, man. Let's be competitive. You want to earn reps. Look at this guy, Kobe Bain. He earned he earned reps. He got an opportunity to play. You know, I think when they played the uh, when they played the freshman QB at Texas Tech, um, Vasco, Vasco, Ethan Vasco. I think that was about an earned opportunity. You know, I know that Jason was banged up and ended up did not practicing. But if they hadn't felt good about what Ethan was doing in practice, they wouldn't have considered it. You know, why throw a true freshman into a game? It's not even over. Mm-hmm. And he came out and acquitted himself pretty well and, and showed some moxie and showed some mm-hmm. toughness. That's rewarding. You know, yeah. like this is a guy that is going to redshirt. You know that there's really no need for him to play, but he's earned the opportunity. So they gave it to him. That's a that is an encouraging thing if you want to be a college football player, because the transfer portal can scare people out of some opportunities that they should probably stick with. And this is a good example of how, you know, we're talking about, you know, the, the transfer portal here, the couple guys off the two deep, you know, they've lost a little bit of their depth. Uh, not much, you know, which is a huge credit to this program. There's a couple guys that have decided to, to make the move on the defensive side of the ball. Do you think that there's some young guys that might get a chance to, to sneak in and, and maybe get some bowl, bowl game uh, experience because of, you know, guys like, you know, Shad Dabney, Eric Gilliard. I mean, Edwin White really wasn't playing much this year, but, you know, do you think that there might be some guys that might be able to sneak in there and play a little bit in the bowl game because of the absences? Yeah, I'm sure somebody can step in there and play those reps. You look at some at the Mike linebacker position, it's a position that basically has either been Rich Miller or Eric Gilliard. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's someone like Creshawn Brown, the guy that I was excited about early in his career. Yeah. Maybe he can get some reps, you know. Uh, you know, there's other backers, Cornell Wheeler, the transfer from Michigan. He's not played much. Maybe he can find a way onto the field and get some reps. You know, maybe they do a little bit more uh, with um, 
Lorenzo McCaskill, you know, play him at different positions. That's the beauty of having someone like Rich Miller. He can play all three spots. Mm -hmm. So you get a chance to mix and match. And I also think the cool thing about the K-State game defensively, even though there wasn't – they competed, they forced turnovers. It wasn't a horrible game, but it wasn't enough. But one of the things that I really liked was I liked what they were doing with Craig Young. It seems like they're still learning him. And when you have a player of his caliber yep. who, you know, who can cover – and I think Kansas looked at him like this guy is such a luxury in coverage that this is what we're going to use him at. But what you saw in that K-State game was they used his physical part, his mm -hmm. physicality. And man, can he rush the passer. Man, can he be physical in the middle of that football field. It kind of feels like with Craig Young, he's like the like if you need a bucket, they're going to go they're going to they're going to go through him to go try to get a bucket. Like I love that you brought that up. That was one of the things I kind of noticed a little bit too. It's like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna let him we're gonna let him be Kyron Johnson a couple times a game, right? Yeah. We're gonna let him rush a little bit. I and like he's like genuinely he's I think he's my favorite player on the defensive side of the ball for this team. Yeah. I have loved watching how they've utilized him and the luxury. You said love. I think you used the word luxury yeah. just now. It's so true. There's not any. There's no guys that that can let them play in base, but be more athletic than most teams in base. Yeah. And there's not a, a lot of guys that can do the, the same kind of things he can. I I love that that flexibility he provides. Like I know there's some, you know, there's some talk about about you know defensive structure and some of the choices that you know that that this defensive staff has made, but like I don't I don't care about personnel or some of that because Craig Young, he makes you multiple at, on the field at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a you know I don't get way too into the schematics of the defense. In my mind, when I watch the games, boy, do I want to! I want to jump to every conclusion imaginable. In my mind, I'm like, why did they do this? But when you watch the tape, though, it's lack of execution, and it's going to be until they figure out. And it's it's not something that's happened all season, right? Because they've had games, especially at home, where they've shown up and executed, and no one had any questions about the defense. Nobody had any questions about the personnel. It's more about can you line up and can you execute? And playing simple gap responsibility defense is a recipe for winning football. Yes. When I was at Kansas. I could have called on first and second down. I could have called the defense. You know, when we went against them, good on good, every, all you ever heard was base cover four, base cover four, base cover four, base cover four. And what does Kansas like to do? Base cover four. <laughs> yep. A little bit of man free, a little bit of two man because they wanted to look different. Maybe yeah. some mixed coverage is based on the team, but they're a, a base cover four team. And what it what it does is it allows the collective to shine over the individuals. Mm -hmm. So you you know you have your your guys that are making tackles, but it's not featuring a guy making tackles. He's just a guy that, that benefits from the play. Mm -hmm. So I think they are they want to be a do your job defense. And to do that, you got to tackle. And when they started getting banged up, they struggled to tackle. That's, I'm I'm glad I'm glad you went there. I, the thing that that I've talked about a few times on this show is like, look, the the early success of this program that you saw, it's proof that this program is going to have a lot of success. But it's also a sign of this program came from you know some big struggles in the past and they're still catching up and they're right. still trying to build and develop and i think the big takeaway for me the second half of the season didn't win many football games they won one in the second half of the year is it's just this this group developmental is just going to be the, the strength athleticism depth is still just it's not 
you know, it's not where it needs to be for sustained through success all the way in into November. And I think you saw that more on the defensive side of the ball in the offense. And like, obviously, you know, the, the injury to Jalen Daniels changes some things too. But I think defensively, it's just the bodies that, I mean, some, some underdeveloped bodies at some positions and just a lack of depth overall really just kind of started eating at this team a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you saw it in that in Manhattan. We hadn't seen that that version of Lonnie Phelps for two months. Mm -hmm. He just has not been able to be the person that he normally is because he's dealing with some kind of knee thing. Mm -hmm. But what you saw was when he had an opportunity. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. You know, he's the same person. It's just a matter of health. And because a guy is not out doesn't mean he's not injured. And, you know, it's not the NFL. You don't get, you know, he's questionable, uh, maybe returns. It's college football. The discretion is to the coaching staff, and they're mm-hmm. private with the way they handle injuries. So you're seeing a guy play, but you don't know what's wrong with him. You just know he just doesn't look right. Mm-hmm. So that's what the beauty of this whole bowl game experience is. And to tie it into something you said earlier about progress and where they are, this is a good opportunity to prove progress. Mm-hmm. Because if you're a Kansas football player right now, you're saying, look, we lost our quarterback and we got banged up, and that's what happened. We're not making excuses, but that's what happened. Wait till you see us now. You know, wait till you see a fresh team. Wait till you see returning some of that depth, getting some guys back. Wait till you see continuity and, and, a, and a full game plan to prepare for one opponent. So I think they're pretty excited themselves to prove this is no fluke. We're here to stay. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City. KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Entertain. Educate. 
Inform. KC Sports Network. You know, and like I think there's some people that'll use the excuse if Kansas wins this game of, you know, some of the mass exodus from Arkansas, right? But I think that tells you a lot about the program too. Both these teams are six and six. One has lost a ton of transfers and the other has held pretty strong. They've held this group intact. It's still early. You know, there's still plenty of time, but I mean, no, no, no surprising names uh, exiting, you know, yet to me. I, I you know, I, I think that's a, I think that's a hallmark of what's going on within this program too, is just the fact that we haven't seen a ton of exits yet. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the one part about Arkansas, they're losing some pros. That's understandable. Guys want to protect Drew, Drew Sanders is all right. Yeah, he's, he's all right. right. He's all right. He's all right. He's pretty good. So those guys want to protect themselves, protect their money. I, I believe that they should do that. Sure. But I think, like you said, the more alarming thing is after Missouri, they fired their strength coach. Hmm. So they're not strong enough in the trenches. They're not competing at the level that's expected in the trenches in the SEC. Um, they lost their offensive coordinator. You know, they started to lose some very important pieces. And it makes you wonder where are they at as a program? Uh, because after last year, they were looking to be the next up and coming program saying, look, look what we did last year. That was just the beginning. And because of injuries themselves to their quarterback and some yeah. other spots, they hit some they hit some road bumps. Um, but here they're coming back and they probably have something to prove, too. But I feel like they've got a lot of transition going on in terms of, um, you know, putting a new strength strength staff together. I, I read an article today where they, they don't have nutrition staff in place yet. So there's like a lot of missing pieces that they're going to try to fight through. And, uh, I, you know, they can make whatever excuses they want. But this is this is about Kansas. This is about Kansas football and it's about them improving, uh, proving and confirming what they were early in the season. So what position group do you think benefits most from this month of extra practice opportunity to play a game? What position group do you think benefits the most? I would say for the for this team, defensive line, mm. um, because the biggest difference to me between that this year and last year is I tie it to that group. Um, they they have incredible depth, um, and then they had incredible effectiveness. Remember that first five or six games, it'd be two or three different guys every game making an impact. Yeah. You know, it'd be Caleb Sampson, Malcolm Lee, and Lonnie. The next week, it'd be Caleb Taylor, uh, Malcolm Lee, and maybe Hayden Hatcher. Or maybe, you know, it's just different guys. Different Jeremy. Games. Zion DeBose. Jeremy Robinson. I didn't even mention the guy. who I love that guy. Out of the group. Uh, <laughs> it would just be a different trio of guys stepping up and making mm -hmm. plays. And it really gave us the strength. Tommy Dunn, DJ Withers. It gave us the strength that for those guys to stay fresh and to keep people off of our linebackers. Linebacker is a group that doesn't have as much depth that didn't have a, a good clean bill of health down the stretch. So I think they suffered from the defensive line being down a bit. And I think the whole defense did because you didn't get that true drop back pressure. You know, I think at one point before the TCU game um, on true passing downs, Kansas was top 30 in getting pressures and sacks and that's without blitzing. So that's just your four down guys. That says a lot about where they were at that point of the season. So you can look at what Jalen Daniels had and say, it's all Jalen, but there's a lot of things going on that contributed to some of that um, unsuccessful play on defense. Mm -hmm. uh, how excited are you to go to this bowl game, by the way? Oh, my God. Man, I'm so nope. excited. <laughs> I mean, you don't you know, have people, a game to worry about. Oh, my God. I'm off work all week, man. I'm going to be down in Memphis, and I, I encourage anyone, if you see me anywhere, come say hi, man. Come tell me about your favorite player. I'll tell you about mine. 
you guys want to talk about Mitch Bowles from the 90s or something or, or Moran Norris or whoever. Um, I, I just love Kansas football, and it feels like a celebration of Kansas football. I like that the, the location is so central, you know, to downtown and the Bill Street. You know, it can be a takeover. It's a family reunion, man. You know, there's not going to be a – Arkansas is two hours away. So there's not going to be a lot of people that are flying in to be at Bill Street. They're going to drive because they live close. And there's going to be a lot of alumni that that graduated there that live close. Um, So they're going to be people there definitely for the game day. But this is going to be our week. You know, we can we can run this place, man. We can, uh, you know, show why we're so proud and, and, and support them the way that they deserve to be supported. You know, it's you always look at Kansas basketball when they make these runs, Elite Eight, Final Four, and they paint these towns, man. So um, I think that's what we need to do. And like I said, you see me anywhere. Come say hi. I can't believe you dropped a Moran Norris. <laughs> I got more, too, man. Jose got- Friday. Hey. <laughs> June Henley. Let's go. Yeah. LT, Levine, all those guys. Man, I at Baylor, we played Baylor, and uh, I got a chance to meet David Wimbush. Oh. And uh, – Man, it was like I mean, we were like brothers, man, getting to dab him up, getting to talk to him during the game. Um, so I'm all appreciative of those guys, 90s guys like Guy Howard and Kevin Polian, um, <clears throat> you know, defensive end guys, defensive tackle guys. These guys, man, they care about it as much as anybody. And, you know, the cool thing about being a Kansas football player is that it always feels like it's just us. You know, when you're playing, it feels like it's just you because everybody makes fun of you. You know, you're the, you're constantly being joked about. And the cool part is, is it's still just us, you know, backs against the wall, just us. They want to make fun of you. We want to support you. We want to make Memphis a Kansas football town for a week. I, I'm, I'm happy for those, for those guys of the past getting to see this program back to life. Absolutely. Right. You know, like I, I couldn't imagine. It's just like a point of pride for all those guys to, to see this group on a stage again, you know, um, you, you've kind of got a unique story, right? Cause you know, you're a Lawrence kid. There's some news today or, you know, this week about a Lawrence kid uh, making a making a commitment flip from Baylor to Kansas. Uh, sounds like Calvin Clements is uh, heading to heading to uh, to Kansas for staying home. Yeah. How you're you stuck. You stayed home. What yeah. what can Calvin? What can Calvin Clemens expect? Man, he can expect to ease into the process, you know, to be fully supported, because let me tell you, college is hard. Your first year of college is hard. That's without playing football. <laughs> Just college itself is hard. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have a, a leg up in terms of having a real, you know, his family support system and to be able to to be a part of school and have a bad day and like go home. You know, like I, I remember having bad days where I'm like, man, am I cut out for this? Is is this too physical? Am I in good enough shape? And I can go home and like talk to my dad and uh, listen to why he thinks I, I'm, you know, what I could do better and, you know, what what I'm where I'm weak at and where where my mind's at. So that support system is awesome. And then beyond that, the town cares about you, constantly cares about you. When I wasn't playing, I was getting a full page article in the Lawrence Journal World. And they're like, you know what, Brandon's just keeping on, keeping on. You know, there was there was no <laughs> update. <laughs> but uh, it was cool that uh, the city cared and uh, that's carried over. You know, it's carried over. So many people have come up to me and said, man, you gave me your gloves when I was six and it made my day. And these kids are in high school and college now. Or, you know, I used to get Facebook messages from people. Now they're grown men and they're messaging me now like, man, that was awesome. And I was so happy. I saw you play at X, Y, Z. So I think the best part about playing at Kansas is it's forever, especially when you're local. 
So Calvin Clements is going to be forever for someone. You know, my I have a seven-year-old son. He might want to be, you know, he's running around throwing the football saying, uh, Devin Neal, you know, like that's cool. And that's mm-hmm. what's cool about being a Lawrence native. That's what's cool about staying home. And uh, that's what's cool about keeping a four-star player that's going to be big time uh, in a Jayhawk uniform. Yeah, just how big do you think that is for the program, man? Like just just to be able to to get that kid to stay home and, and show that progress. You know, there's a lot of talk, right, about – you know, Lance Leipold, I think, even mentioned, hey, you know, we've talked to some 23s that said, man, I just wish I wish I was a, I wish I was a 24 because yeah. that's the case. You know, giving you guys bigger time, more time to show the, the, the progress of the program. Well, they they went they messed around and won a bunch of football games, got college game day here, went to a bowl game. They accelerated that. They showed that just getting to see Calvin Clement like I, that, that has to just be a, a massive win for this program. Absolutely. That, you know, they've. They've made no mistakes about wanting to recruit local and wanting to have a local presence in the state of Kansas. The state of Kansas, I saw today from uh, Kevin Flaherty, I think they said almost upwards of 30 Division One prospects, yep. which is much different than it was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So there are more people. Um, and, you know, Kansas football is interesting because, you know, there aren't and this is no disrespect to the, the local programs in Kansas, but there aren't programs in place that get people to the peak of their powers. And that's the dangerous part about Kansas versus other states trying to predict when is this person going to be the best player, best player he can possibly be mm-hmm. <clears throat> for a lot of Kansas kids. They've not seen anything close to their best days because yeah. they don't have these full strength stats. They don't have spring football. Right. They don't have full contact practices in the summer. You know, Kansas, they don't have any of that. No spring ball, no contact practices in the summer. Uh, no organized practices preseason, even before the first day of school starts. So there's a lot of things about Kansas prospects mm-hmm. are just just beginning. And I think that's what Kansas recognizes is, is that it's more important to have a guy that's going to peak. A guy like Jerry Casey, who when was taken as a walk on, hadn't seen anywhere, cl- couldn't have told him this would be his reality if he wouldn't have believed you. You know, and I can say the same for myself. You couldn't have told me I was going to be two times all Big 12 when I was, you know, when I was 18 or 17 years old. There wasn't people beating down my door, but the best player that I became came later. And that's a lot of what you get with Kansas kids is that their their best days are just beginning. And sometimes in these Texases and Georgias and Floridas, they've already reached that. So, you know, no disrespect to those bigger programs, but that there's a lot to say about Kansas kids and their process of development. And there's some pride here. You know, there's some pride with some local kids. You know, they want this opportunity. And you talk a little bit about being under recruited. That's a chip. That's another chip. Yeah. I mean, Jared Casey's a big 12 football player. Yes, he is. Didn't get a ton of opportunities. He's got some of the best hands I've ever seen out of a out of a five. Like that I, that dude doesn't drop anything. No, like just it's nuts. And, and his, so just his blocking in space. Yeah, you know, like that was one of the things I interviewed him a couple before the uh, Kansas State game, and um. He's, he talks about blocking as that's the new thing that he's learned. You know, like blocking is the thing he's developing on. Receiving, he's got that in the bag. He ain't worried about that. You know, he's got the athleticism. He has the hands. He even showed some breakaway speed there on a long touchdown um, early in that Oklahoma State game. So this guy, you know, he knows what he is, and he believes in himself. And that that's what you need. You need people that want to be here, that, that you know, that we play at Kansas thing is yeah. a real – thing is that i came to play i remember coach mangino said in an interview um he said you know some people come to kansas to play college football and brandon came to play for kansas and that's 
that's how it is for some of these local kids. They come here to play for this school in this town. Yeah, and I, I, I hope we get more of them. You know, yes, I hope we get more BMAX in this program, man. We just gotta yeah. keep, we got, we gotta keep stacking them. Yeah, Good things will happen. Yeah, I mean, they got one. Tory Lachlan is a BMAC, man. How about that? Guy? <laughs> he'll step in and do anything you ask. He'll He's cover fun. kicks. He'll block. He'll carry it. Love that kid. BMAC, it's been so much fun getting to talk to you a lot, you know, th- during this season. And, uh, dude, keep crushing it. It's been, you know, it's been so great to see you covering KU football. I'm excited for you to get out there and get to see that bowl game. We are we we predicting a we predicting a Jayhawks win in uh, in in Memphis? Of course. <laughs> what, else, what else will we be projecting, man? We're gonna project a Jayhawk win. We're gonna project a real Jalen Daniels because boy, did he look like himself again uh, in Manhattan. Um, and everybody's getting their continuity back. Everybody's getting their health back. Man, it's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna be able, we're gonna be able to see our team perform like our team at full strength. And we're going to be loud and proud for sure. That is KU legend Brandon McAnderson. I am Kent Swanson. This has been Booth Review. Thank you to everyone that's listening. We'll catch you later. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.